everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Worry, It's Confidential. How's everybody doing? This is actually my second pod recording introduction, second introduction recording of the week. I'm doing it early because next week I'm going on vacation. Woohoo! I'm going on a road trip to Halifax. So a whole East Coast little camping Airbnb experience with a group of 10 girls. So I'm very excited. Also, by the way, if you can hear, I'm taking care of my neighbor's small dog throughout the day. She's at work. He's so cute, but he makes little noises. So if you can hear a little, oh, a little growl in the background, then you know where it's coming from. Other than that, I'm doing pretty well. I'm very excited though to get away a little bit, to rest, take a week off um, my work. Just a reminder, everyone take a vacation whenever you can. It's good to just let yourself have some time off and avoid burnout and just, yeah, recoup. I think we all need that reminder sometimes because we're constantly go, go, going. So take whatever time you can. Anyways, this episode today is a really, really important one. So climate conversations, very difficult to have, very scary, overwhelming, um, can seem not so fun. But what we try and do here is bring a little humor into it, especially at the end. We went a little bit, we recorded a really long time for this episode. We went a little wild at the end, so you'll hear us laughing. But we talk about some really important things as well. We talk about our personal journeys with caring about the environment and how we feel like it can go through different phases and how we shouldn't really be shamed for each phase that it goes through. Yeah, the struggles that we face kind of trying to be environmentally friendly in a world that isn't set up for that. And my guest mentions like some really awesome ways and creative ways to kind of start thinking about things differently and the different levels that need implementation. We also talk about, I bring in mental health in the environment and basically how for me, it's very connected and how it kind of helps me manage my environmental stress by doing something about it and also just the benefits that caring about the environment can have on your mental health. And we also discuss several social justice and human rights issues that are connected to the environment. And we bring it back to sort of episode three on why it's okay to contradict yourself. We definitely all contradict ourselves. I I think every human does. And with the environment, sometimes we feel like if we're not perfect, then we shouldn't act at all. And that's just not the way that it should be done. We should all be acting. We should all be changing and we should all be caring. So I hope that you get inspired to take some actions to bring up some conversations after listening to this episode. And I just wanted to share a resource that a family friend told me about. It's called Carbon Conversations Toronto. And it's a really cool organization that basically talks about climate change and kind of connecting different people together and have conversations so that it doesn't feel like we're alone in this journey. So check it out. As always, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you get episodes every week. Make sure you are rating and reviewing. Come on, everybody, just go click the five stars. And you feel like you want someone to talk to about the environment, shoot me a message on Instagram at don't worry, it's confidential. Let's hop into this episode. Love you all. This guest is beautiful in so many ways. She's very funny, so sweet, also a fellow HP fan, smart as fuck, and makes the coolest collages of our friends. We've known each other for 12 years, and throughout those years, we found ourselves laughing at inappropriate times too often to count. (laughs) Just like now. Just like now, laughing the entire pod. (laughs) Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Very exciting. So the first part, the get to know you questions. Oh, yes. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. A classic, but a goodie. What's your spirit animal? It's funny because I I feel like I've actually gotten this in an interview. And for some reason, I Like a job interview? Like a job interview. Yeah, like an actual (laughs) job interview. And I panicked and I said owl oh don't know wise um yeah like i thought maybe the interviewer would be like oh yes like wise owl but i don't think i would be an owl i think it would be more like a actually maybe because i've i want to fly and yeah i could see, see places, that but i don't know too much about owls so <laughs> don't know why snowy snowy owl maybe a snowy owl harry yeah. potter fans out there yep 
only talk about Harry. This is a Harry <laughs> Potter episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want Harry Potter, don't know. Yeah, sorry. then it's not the sorry, this is not for you. <laughs> what is one thing from your bucket list? The first thing that came to mind was going to Australia. For some reason, I feel like when my dad finished vet school and my mom was kind of working and they wanted to go traveling, that was like one of the first places they went. Like they saved up money and they lived in Australia for a year. So I feel like I've always really wanted to go, but it's never been the right time i guess there's way more that you could have on your bucket list but no i like that especially you out of covid on, it's you want to travel you on the brain Oz. maybe also the netherlands like see some see the reef in australia oh, they're, yeah, yeah they're getting reef. in with the environmental episodes so. yeah how much right. is left we don't know and this one's weird okay if you had to taste one vegetable every time you ate what would it be oh my god <laughs> for some reason i really like <laughs> people are gonna think i'm a freak um i really like cooked broccoli okay like steamed i like it in a stir fry i like it with peanut noodles if you know you know um <laughs> i I don't know why that came to mind, or maybe like asparagus, but asparagus. Asparagus is that well, gross? I don't no, know. No, I don't know. All right, so let's get into the topic. Now that you know me and my yeah, now that choices exactly, we can jump right into. I bet everyone knows who it is now. Yeah, your identity has been fully away. revealed. <laughs> so this topic has just been something that I've wanted to talk about from the start. It's been very close to my heart very important to me and I think as I've grown up as I've kind of learned more about the world and who I am and all that kind of stuff I've just realized that being an environmentalist and environmentally friendly is super important to all that and I think I've also realized how interconnected it is to like basically everything but it can be a really tough thing to talk about it can be a tough thing to have conversations about it can be super scary within Myself, I know I've gone through times of being really scared and feel weird about it. But I think it's really connected to like every aspect of life that interests me. And I don't see it as like a separate or different thing than like mental health and stuff. And so I thought it was a really important thing to just bring on the pod and, and start the conversation about. Yeah, totally. And I feel like especially with everything that's going on right now, it's very, I mean, people, obviously, like you said, it's overwhelming. So people like to kind of not talk about it but mm -hmm. there's been so much extreme stuff happening that I feel like it's almost better to kind of address it and just yeah go from there yeah like hiding away from it like you can only do that to a certain extent and now it's so undeniable and so in our faces and so much part of our reality that it's it's better to sort of share our feelings surrounding it and share what we do to cope so. yeah exactly yeah, so I thought a really good place to start would just be telling our stories and our journeys and kind of realizing that this is something we cared about and and how that process has been. Yeah, totally. It's funny, I feel like throughout university, entering into different environmental conferences, I've had to give some sort of summary of an answer like this, but there's no one moment, but I just remember in grade seven or something, we had just watched The Inconvenient Truth and then my teacher started talking after and was like, so these are some things that you can do, like turn off the lights, have a five minute shower, whatever. And for some reason, it really stuck with me. Like, I remember going home that week and being like, I'm only taking a five minute <laughs> shower. I turned all the lights off. Like, I didn't really tell anyone in the house that I was like becoming so intense about the environment. But in that moment, I was just kind of like, wait, this is a really big problem. And I kind of through high school I didn't I, I don't know I didn't think about little things that I was doing and then I kind of got into science and then through university I, I learned how it could be more part of my career because I always kind of knew once I started doing those little things I was like I'm always gonna like you said like the environment is so much of what I do like I went to camp for so long and it just seemed like a really natural thing to get into because I cared about it and I felt very affected hearing different news stories like I don't know why it, it affected me so much but I just felt like I've I figured out kind of that I wanted to go into that 
while I was in university and still don't really have a path, but definitely it's, I don't know, since like grade seven, it's been always kind of on my mind. <laughs> yeah, that is so cute yeah. to hear like a little, little girl just Yeah, like I don't know worried. if you, you had those moments in like middle school where I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. What's I'm, going on? I feel like I kind of forgot about them until you just mentioned it. And like, I remember like little things like Earth Day, just talking about stuff and and like recycling, reduce, reuse, recycle, all that kind of stuff. And like, I, I cared quite a bit. I also think like at my in my home my parents like really cared my mom really really cared and so I would see it like just the way they acted like it was always like turn off the tap right away like turn off the lights recycle everything like all that kind of stuff was like a pretty early on conversation. I feel like for me the big pivotal sort of deciding that this was actually really important for me as a person separate from like my family was kind of when I went to university and just like I guess when you go to university, you sort of realize like, this is how I grew up. Yeah. And then you decide like, what do I take from that? You know, like you're deciding. because you're living on your own for the first time. It's like, okay, I'm bringing everything that I've learned from home and and this is how I live. And then you're kind of seeing how everyone else lives and obviously like what they eat and I don't know, their habits. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I, I remember I had to write this paper I think I got to pick what topic I wanted to write it on and I wrote it on like food and the impact that like our eating habits has on the environment I don't know why I picked that topic (laughs) (laughs) but then I remember doing so much research and like really getting deep into that hole and when I learned all about it watched documentaries about it I got really terrified like that was the one of those moments where I was kind of paralyzed and like what's gonna happen like what are we doing the world is fucked like all that kind of negative stuff that happens sometimes when you open that door but then I felt super empowered suddenly to make that choice for myself and like decide that this was something that was for me feasible to not eat meat anymore yeah and so that was like kind of like a moment like that I just decided to like okay this is what I'm gonna do for now and like it felt like it was a useful thing and and then it kind of just became like those actionable sort of items kind of became part of like my identity and like what I could what I kept like trying to achieve more in or like learn more about yeah totally I was just thinking one of those moments that I also had was I I don't know, I was deep into YouTube and Mm -hmm. this video came up about, I think it's a full island where garbage has just washed out. Yeah, garbage island. It's literally called garbage island. Mm. And people sift through garbage and it's part of their day to day. They're literally on garbage all the time. I can't imagine how that smells or what that's like. Uh, But the kids there, obviously, they're looking for something to do so this man that also lives on garbage island helped them learn how to make instruments out of this garbage so they have a little garbage orchestra but it's just like after watching this video is like you know when you're taking the garbage out i don't know just the smell it was just shocking that people are living on garbage and Mm -hmm. we're over here like we get to go to parks we have our clean houses with no garbage in it and it's just it it's not it's not fair and it's it just doesn't make sense that that's how it's been set up to to work like it's just out of sight out of mind yeah I mean I think there's such a disconnect like people have no idea where garbage goes like where when you put it in your bin it's like where where does it go like no one really thinks about that yeah because especially I feel like we're obviously fortunate privileged to not have to be surrounded by it like it, it goes somewhere else but yeah other people it's part of their everyday lives like having to sort through it it's yeah shocking. no it, it can be like so overwhelming and really 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 sad how do you think that you kind of moved from a place of like learning and feeling really sad to like the next point of like being okay but also caring about this because I think sometimes it's like either you care and you're sad or you don't care and you ignore you know yeah I feel like I see myself as kind of as what most people are going through. Like I go through phases of really caring and then it's like obviously other stuff gets busy and Mm -hmm. maybe it's not directly your priority or obviously this past year for everyone COVID. But I see that as kind of like my motivation to 
find solutions for people who are feeling similarly because I feel like it's just part of the human condition that we want to suppress something that's so overwhelming. So there should be things in our societies and communities that makes it easy for us to be able to contribute to something that's circular and is not harmful for us in the long run. And obviously that's not how things were designed initially. Like I remember before quarantine, I feel like I was getting a lot of coffees out and I was like, this is such an easy thing to reduce because especially Starbucks cups, they're Mm -hmm. not recyclable. Yeah. So I was like, this is a very easy thing for me to cut out. And I, and I know it's bad. Like I have the knowledge, I know what I'm doing, but it's part of my routine. It makes me feel good. But then I was like, I can take a reusable cup and it'll be the exact same. Like I can go get my coffee, whatever. But then COVID hit and I couldn't bring my cup in. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like that was kind of, I don't know, the theme for, unfortunately, for the past year. But obviously, it's overwhelming to think about the setbacks that have happened this year. But I think even just having these conversations with people and like just continuing to educate yourself is helpful in kind of realizing that you don't need to stay stuck if yeah maybe you haven't been doing the best you can environmentally or yeah I think it's like the whole point is like of this conversation is like to open up the fact that we are imperfect environmentalists and that is like the most important thing to kind of say because there's this sense of like either you are an environmentalist and you do zero waste you don't eat meat you're vegan you like don't travel you do everything perfectly or you don't give a fuck yeah and we're really just trying to say no there's a million different shades of gray and this idea that you can that there's kind of like a gatekeeping to environmentalism is just like the exact opposite of the entire point and we all need to kind of accept that sometimes yeah we do have rougher moments and like society this year literally set us up for like a full year of rough moments of not being able to like use your reusable cup and stuff but that doesn't mean that like that's over you know like that like you're not gonna try and improve on that end and like brand new year I just feel like in environmentalism I feel like I hear a lot lead by example versus kind of prescribing solutions on people because everyone comes from different backgrounds and so people are trying to lead by example trying to do small actions trying to figure it out trying to learn and then you've got your inevitable haters on the side being like okay you do this but you fly to morocco with your family and then it's like okay there's there's gonna be no way forward if we like i'm gonna just revert back to either not giving a fuck or i'm gonna have to drastically change my life to ways that i can't afford or it's not feasible and there's just like you said there's no middle ground if if that's the standard that we're gonna hold yeah no 100 percent. and i was reading this thing it talked about this concept called like disavowal which is like a psychological concept that has been identified that happens a lot when people talk about environmentalism so it's like basically just like an everyday denial of the situation and like a disconnection between like an understanding of like you know what's wrong and what needs to happen and our actions you know and it's really normal like this is a psychological thing that happens to most people like we can't live every day every second worried about it because if not it paralyzes us it le- it makes us feel anxious all the time it makes us feel like grief stricken that the life that we thought we could live is gone and so it this is just what naturally happens to our minds and it kind of splits in this way and so an important way to sort of tackle it is first of all like find like have these conversations talk about how it feels to kind of learn more and have more knowledge and also talk about the imperfections and why that doesn't mean that you have to start like you have to derail yourself from this path that you want to be on and and yeah think about actionable ways that you can make a difference but also that you can keep the government accountable for like the real big changes that need to happen as well yeah totally I feel like a kind of interesting thing to go to now is like talking a little bit about like this intersectionality of like environmentalism and like a bunch of other like social justice issues and like I think one that really stands out to me and is at the forefront is especially here in Canada but like honestly everywhere in the world is like indigenous people and how being environmentally friendly is like 
not just important for the environment, but also as a social justice issue. I know you've kind of learned a little bit about this in school, and so I'd love if you spoke on it. Yeah, I don't want to be incorrect in talking about it, so I'll I'll try to just summarize. But yeah, obviously just learning about how environmental justice can't happen without social justice because Indigenous communities in Canada I can't speak on their behalf, but a lot of times they have not been given the resources that they need and they do not have power over lands that are theirs. And unfortunately, that means that companies can come in and continually take land even though it's not within agreements that they have and unfortunately spoil it and then let's say that they leave and then it's technically still their land but it's been completely changed for them and it happens all over Canada and unfortunately they're left with environmental changes and and they see differences in hunting patterns and their livelihoods are just completely is drastically different once again I'm speaking off of studies and interviews that I've seen of communities talking about it once again we're privileged and we're in our air-conditioned houses and we aren't seeing the environmental changes that so many of these communities unfortunately have to see much sooner because land's been taken or like climate change is obviously affecting all the communities up north it's Mm -hmm. just insane the temperatures and the changes in hunting and then it's like do they move further inland to where people could be racist or there's not the same kind of opportunities yeah really quite a large thing that i feel like the government has just turned a blind eye to for such a long time yeah and it's important for us to kind of say it even though we don't know all the stats we don't know every story we don't know like exactly every person's perspective it's important for us to bring it up and talk about like what's going on because so many of these stories are kind of oppressed and kept out of sight and not talked about and yeah it's it's a social justice issue it's a human rights issue and and it's important for us to be aware and advocate for our governments to do the right thing and and to support the communities in the way that they support us like for example there's so many indigenous communities that don't have access to clean water and like that's just not acceptable like how is that a thing yeah that's why in my environmental journey at least tended towards learning more about environmental justice and and policy and kind of hoping to get into the law side of it because I feel like as much work can happen on the ground I feel like the institutions that are in place are just not set up to deal with what is needed right now. Yeah I mean I think you're right and I think there is like a kind of selling from like giant corporations telling us that it's our personal responsibility to turn off the air conditioning, turn off uh, the lights and make our own changes because they want to take the responsibility off of themselves. So it's important to do both. It's important to kind of have the awareness of what you can do personally, but also just advocate for the actual things that will really make the biggest difference and I think you're right. It's all about the laws, the policies, like the oppression and the and the yeah, like the environmental injustice that's written in so many aspects of our society that we don't even really think about. It's important to yeah. address those. And I was just thinking, obviously, a lot of the other stuff outside of policy and whatnot mm-hmm. is important, too. Like, I mean, we've seen recently, or at least we attended the climate march together. I yeah. mean, I had never seen anything like that before. Just the fact of getting all these people out there and kind of advocating for an issue is so powerful and mm-hmm. and very inspiring to get involved even if you might not know what it was about like to see people and to kind of then educate yourself about it i was thinking as well at that march there was also a protest going on for grassy narrows yeah and i didn't know to be honest anything about it at that point but i saw the march going on at the same time as the environmental march because like we said they can't be marching for environmental justice until they have social justice until they have clean water but i didn't know about that and then learning about that this year knowing that mercury had contaminated their water source they can no longer fish they when they drink the water they get sick and so 
at least for me, seeing them at the march was a call to learning more about kind of what was going on. And I feel like we're fortunate that we're in a time now where at least it seems to me that more people are realizing that their small action or whatever, they're they're showing up to a rally could actually make a difference in the long run, even just seeing something that you don't know about and learning more about it. That's the biggest thing is like committing to educating yourself so that you can actually like make your decisions and vote and all those things in accordance with what your values are because like the more that these stories are like shut down and not told is the more that people make decisions blindly and if this inspires someone to just learn a little bit more about what the actual situation is with indigenous people in Canada and how interconnected that is with environmentalism and social justice and human rights and equity and all that kind of stuff it's like that's that's all that we can hope for I feel like that's where if you had learned about it, you can lead by example. You don't have to get mad at other people for not knowing and, you know, kind of shame them for not being there. If you can take the opportunity or whatever platform you want and be like, this is what I learned today. I don't have to shove my values onto you, but I find this important and I'm going to share this. And more and more I'm feeling like I want to do more of that because I've never wanted to feel pushy, even though it's such an important issue. I feel like that's been a big thing. And no, for sure. For sure. I think like I think a big thing is like knowing that knowledge is privilege. And so like not everybody has the privilege of knowing everything that we do and like of people know way more than we do. But I mean, like every time you're learning something, that's a privilege. And so it's not getting angry, but instead like showing empathy and understanding for their situation and then bringing in like improvements and growth that that we can have together by just talking about it and expressing also like your the humanity behind like how difficult making changes is, especially with things that are f- so ingrained in our lives with values that are so ingrained in our lives. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like kind of a good sort of transition here is just like, I guess for me, like a big thing with feeling like, or I guess there's many ways I could go, but (laughs) (laughs) the one, the one that I'll choose is to talk a little bit about like, yeah, like in our society, certain things are glorified, glamorized and seen as like the most important and like and North America, like a capitalist value of like consumption and getting things like getting products, getting clothes, getting cars, getting all these things are are seen as like how you show your status, how you show your happiness, how you show your growth, your success, all these things. And so it makes sense. Like we're literally raised to believe this and to, to do this. So it makes sense that we want it and like, that's okay. But we also have to take some time to question like what that really is and like look at that because when I think about mental health as well, like the connection that I would make here is that like capitalism is telling you that you're not good enough without all these things. Yeah. And it's telling you that you need more products to change the way that you look. You need more clothes to show that you're beautiful. You need like money to show that you have power. You need all these things that like, I personally, when I look at my own values, I don't believe are true. And I think that they cause a lot of people of a lot, a lot of despair. So it's like we should we should pause to like think about why we're doing the things, why we're continuing to buy and perpetuate what kills our planet. And I think like what you said, knowledge is privilege. We've learned so much to think as consumers. And so we stop at that stage of whatever product we're using or whatever thing we're consuming but at least for me especially when I worked at TerraCycle dealing with recycling products at the end of their life the end stage of their consumption just really definitely was a privilege because I feel like who takes the time to think about their product at the end of the day but it really has changed the way that I think about using a product because I'm like I know exactly where you go I know that you can't be recycled and I think about you in the, in the um, landfill or wherever you go and you're not going to decompose for this many years. So yeah. once again, not a role model, not perfect, 
environmentalist, but I have started to think more, at least in terms of consuming clothes, for example, should I buy five tops that I know that I'm going to be giving away next year that might not catch anyone's eyes at a secondhand store and they might just go straight to the landfill or should I buy one top that's more expensive that's I know is made in Canada or something like that and like should I make that choice because I want to consume I want Mm -hmm. the five shirts but I know what's happening at the end of the life stage so I, I appreciate having the challenge of dealing with it myself because I think it helps me be able to make change in the future. No, I really like so much that you said there because it's it's not about like, yeah, deciding to go all the way to the other end of the spectrum, but it's deciding to like take the steps that you can that you feel comfortable with and thinking about things just like a tad bit more, thinking about what they mean, thinking about like where they go. And like for me, it has really like helped me kind of deal with the grief and the sorrow and anxiety that I feel surrounding the earth and like the climate crisis is taking personal action. Like even though I don't think it's res- it's one person's responsibility just to, to change the world yeah. or whatever. Like I think it has layers that we've discussed earlier, but I think that like it gives me that accountability to know that I'm living in alignment with like my values. Yeah. If I try and make as best choices as I can and that being said, it's not easy all the time. Like I definitely have moments where I feel like I want to go and buy the next thing or like literally you scroll on your phone. Like it's not even you have to go to a store. You're on your phone and you see products sold to you in so many ways. Exactly. And like there's such a kind of want to find that happiness outside of yourself and like that instant satisfaction. But but it knowing that like what my core values are and like how it makes me feel good to kind of live in alignment to that is has been a big coping strategy for me to deal with like the general anxiety that I feel towards this whole thing. And yeah, like I feel like being able to take some sort of action towards, like you said, your values, your environmental values does have a positive effect, which is interesting thinking about how certain people have that you know because of the knowledge that they've been able to have but unfortunately it's not the same for everyone else and I think it's interesting to think about how hopefully that's going to shift yeah I think there is like I always feel like I'm positive in the way that I think that there is shifts that are happening and I hope but I guess kind of here like I wanted to bring that perspective of also like if the environment isn't motivation enough like also think about the fact that like this idea of feeling like you need to find happiness outside of yourself and like that you need more to make yourself beautiful and lovable and happy is something that's been ingrained in you and sold to you and it's not the necessary like key to to success and happiness yeah i'm i'm hopeful that with terms like the circular economy and and different companies thinking about the full life cycle of these things that we've been taught we need makes me think that there will be a way for us to consume but consume responsibly because i think the idea that consumption will just go overnight no yeah (laughs) it's just not gonna happen so i feel like it it does require i think i was watching some sort of ted talk on this a while ago where it was like environmentalism in general requires creativity like because it's just in so many different parts of everything that there will need to be solutions basically in in all different sorts of companies schools whatever totally tell us a little bit about like what does the circular economy mean so my dad introduced me to something called the ellen MacArthur foundation which introduced this idea of the circular economy to me it's a concept based on principles of designing out waste and pollution and keeping products and materials in use uh, and regenerating natural systems so essentially everything is in loop and there's nothing wasted the idea is no waste if you can believe it so (laughs) the the foundation that i'm talking about brings together different companies so that they can figure out ways to reduce their waste and to figure out ways to make their own systems circular if that makes sense that makes so much sense that's so cool and 
please do that. <laughs> Done. That's it. Done. That's in conclusion. <laughs> uh, everyone go donate to that organization. Donate to Ellen MacArthur Foundation. Ellen MacArthur Foundation and we'll be Don't problem solved. Out. Ellen MacArthur Foundation, <laughs> hire me. <laughs> hire me quick. That's our second sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> hey, this is Ellen MacArthur. <laughs> I want to just ask you kind of like, yeah, obviously, like my sort of little <laughs> ramble that I went on about capitalism and like shut it all down. Like, sure, okay, like that. <laughs> it's great perspective, but um, what can we really do, like day to day, in regards to like consuming products? Like, what st- kind of stuff do you look out for? Like, what do you try and do? Like you mentioned, obviously, like buying one item instead of five. But what are some like other things that like you try and do in your regular life? Yeah, I think it's all about. Especially starting out, I feel like it's all about what works for you because I'm, like I said, not an expert. That's the beauty of this podcast. Mm -hmm. So I would say to think about something maybe small at first that you do in your routine and maybe learn a bit more about it. Think about maybe the waste side of it and just think, hmm, is this, do I know what happens? Do I know what happens as a result of this step in my routine, do I take an Uber to work every day? Do I have to take an Uber to work every day? If I do, okay, next part of my routine. Maybe just kind of looking small for. Yeah, I don't know how best to. No, no. I mean, like we're just we're just spitballing ideas <laughs> here, and like I come to Mackie's house. She'll come to my house. I'll indoctrinate you. <laughs> no, Mackie will give you a list of things. To I do. will yell at you until no matter you do. The cost, you have to do them. <laughs> <laughs> so. no but I think like I think yeah like I mean there's so many things that we've kind of mentioned like throughout this episode but I think like a big thing is just mindfulness like even when like previously that you were talking about like how having the knowledge of what happens with products and like when things how things aren't recyclable and th- things like that so like look at the stuff around your life and just kind of look at it as like where it's going to be like how long will this be on the earth like you can google all that stuff and it you'll find out and and just try and make as many little choices as you can and also targeting what your interests are like for example if you're someone who's really interested in human rights understanding like how being environmentally friendly is also really a human rights issue as well like when you buy a shirt from a fast fashion company, like, are they getting paid good wages? Like, are they using child labor? Think about all those things. Think about, like, the people who do live on Garbage Island and the people who are getting affected by this. So, like, it's thinking about whichever angle kind of works for you to sort of make some yeah. action, I think, is important. And that's the thing, too, is I, I felt like maybe at points where I haven't felt as environmental is because, like, everyone... I have different interests and maybe I felt like they didn't quite mesh. Like I feel like I'm into clothes and, and design and whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, that industry is contributing to a lot of waste. And so that kind of clashes with my environmental side. But I think what's so interesting is like what you said, the environment is in so many different parts of our lives. So it's kind of an interesting challenge to think okay, I don't have to give up my interests or what I want to do, but is there a way that I can contribute to helping this issue that's going to affect all of us? Because yeah, we all have our special outside places, I'm sure. I haven't met too many people that don't like to be outside. For sure. We're all working towards the same thing. The same we thing need the trees want. to breathe. We need <laughs> the ocean. We need all the things. <laughs> uh, yeah, like what you were saying, like finding ways to to keep your interests while also aligning with your environmentalism. Like, I think, I think that's a very fair thing. And like you, I think there are ways to do it. And we just had, like what you said before, you have to just be creative and like find different ways to achieve that. Whether it is buying one item versus five, whether it is shopping for things on Poshmark or secondhand thrift stores, you can get like just the exact same stuff, but just not making it brand new for me something that like is a struggle is my love for travel yeah and I want to see the world I want to explore but that's like a huge huge thing like huge issue and 
planes and everything are like the biggest polluter but and it's also maybe changing the way that we do certain things like it's like for the fashion you're not stopping consuming you're doing it differently for travel maybe it's just not going on like three-day vacations across the world it's taking a month-long thing now that you can work from home and a lot of jobs like that might be a new way of traveling like in this amazing book that I read that I think everybody should read called The Future We Choose that basically was how they were saying it. Like you don't have to give up every aspect of life that we love, but we have to like reimagine the way that we do things and find better options. And yeah, especially it is people who have the opportunity, for example, to, to be speaking on a podcast right now. Yeah. We do have enough time to briefly be like, okay, how are some ways that I can do this? Because we are the larger consumers versus people that don't have this privilege and don't have the knowledge. Yes, they don't have the knowledge about it, but they are not consuming in the same ways. Yeah, they're not the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So why not come out and be like, you know what? This is something that I think I'm going to think about this year. Yeah. Mm, Why not? And like... Even to myself. I'm saying this to myself. For sure. Literally, it's like the self-talk that goes on in my head all the time. Yeah, I think I think we just have to have more conversations i think we've said it we've hammered it home in that way and yeah I, because we're we're just trying to get the ball rolling on the environmental subject because who talks about the environment with their friends yeah like who sits down at a brunch and is like so you know what i'm thinking about all the plastic cups i threw out the other day yeah like, no one is talking about garbage island at brunch probably yeah so let's break the stigma down. Let's have conversations, even though they're uncomfortable. And let's think about how we can spin this in a positive way. And I feel like the last kind of thing that we can talk about today that will sort of end it on a sort of positive note is talking about what parts of the environment you love and how they help you feel your best. I feel like as a, a camp gal, I always love going out on the lake. I love the trees. And just kind of like really wild in it for a few days on on a campsite. I just feel like there's nothing better than than getting away, especially being in Toronto for so long. Or literally like being outside and being in nature is like so good for our mental health. Like you can look up, I'm not going to try and quote studies here, but you can look up a million studies that have looked at the effects of like forest bathing, grounding. Like there's even studies on like how gardening helps reduce like Alzheimer's and all these things. Like the environment is healing us and we need to help heal it. (laughs) Tattoo that on your bodies, everyone. (laughs) Heal the earth, heal yourself. Oh my God. Yeah. What What would you say about the environment that, that really makes you, you happy? It makes, yeah, I feel like maybe that's like a big sort of reason why I care so much is because I, it gives, I find it gives me so much energy and happiness and power. Like my favorite thing in the world is swimming like under, like I'm not like a good swimmer. I'm a fine swimmer. I'm not like a professional <laughs> swimmer. So but you don't butterfly every time. I don't butterfly usually. But I love like swimming in oceans, lakes, everything. Like it makes me feel so at ease and calm and happy. And yeah, like whenever I'm just staring at a scenery, like literally our friends have so many videos (laughs) of me just staring out into the scenery because it really decreases all of the anxieties and reminds me of how beautiful the world is. Like it's just so beautiful. Maybe I'll try to look up the name of it right now, but there's a... There's a spectrum of environmental sentimentality. Oh. I think one of them is love for nature. Like some people have utilitarian values where it's like, ugh, the crops this season were not great. This is why I'm caring about the environment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to vote green or whatever. Yeah. But other people are like, I love the stream by my house. Or I yeah. love, like you said, the scenery. So, I mean whatever gets you there at the end of the day yeah it's really whatever gets you there just as long as we get to the right place as long as we're all working together with yeah whatever we got i read just want to read out this small quote okay all i can do is do what i can to avoid a bad outcome the alternative is doing nothing yeah so why not just take a bike ride take a bike ride meatless mondays thrift (laughs) shop 
uh, turn off your lights. <laughs> We're just yelling Mondays, at you. Meatless Fridays, if you're really feeling meatless it. Meatless Fridays, dairy free Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe in the next conversation. <laughs> in the next conversation, if someone's like, "Oh, I'm vegan," maybe don't be like, "Ugh." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just be like, "Oh, cool, cool." You're you're helping me live another day. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's, Give them a that's hug. A, that's the point. Let's. You don't have to do, let's say, as much as environmental Evan. <laughs> but where's the environmental Evan? Hate, I like but him. you don't have to hate on him. Exactly. Why? Exactly. Leave Brittany Take alone. a page out of environmental Evan's book. Do what you can. Just- and <laughs> that's it. That's it. Ending question of every episode. If you wake up. Having a bad day in a bad mood, what's something that you do to cheer yourself up? If I write at least one thing down and I do it, <laughs> then it automatically makes me feel better because then I'm like, the day didn't go by, at least for me. Yeah. So like ha- there's a bunch of other stuff too, but that really, like if I get one thing done, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, it wasn't a, it wasn't a write off. A hundred percent. I like that. Chocolate. Sometimes. Yeah, and then just eat some chocolate. <laughs> Write something down, eat some chocolate. Watch Harry Potter. Watch Harry Potter. <laughs> Go hug start a tree. Start, start conversations about environmentalism. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm having a bad day, I just put one item in the recycling bin. <laughs> Automatically, my day is different. I feel different. I look different. <laughs> Everything is different. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that whole thing about consumerism. Just put something in recycle bin. You fucking are gorgeous. <laughs> I was an eight before. I was an eight before I started I'm being environmentally 12. friendly, and now I'm a twelve out of ten. Twelve out of ten. So everyone. So everyone, if you want to look good this year, <laughs> ditch your about. products. Don't buy what? more things. Just be fucking environmentally you friendly. You don't need to buy makeup. Yeah. No one's no one's gonna judge you at a club for not wearing makeup. Oh, best best skincare secret: water. Where does the water come from? The environment. Save Oy, the environment. Gosh, Who the fuck said it talking about environmentalism <laughs> isn't fun? Look at us. This we can't brought stop. us so much closer together. <laughs> it leads to other conversations. So try it with a boy. Try it. first date. First date. Bring it up. Bring up the environment. Automatic red flag if you. Oh, depending on how he I've done that. I've tested. Really? I've done a little test. Whoa. Just like a little bit of a. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear the test. I mean, I guess because I yeah, say. Yeah, I'm an environmentalist. <laughs> what do you think? What do you, what do you think, buddy? Pull out the mic, put it to his face. <laughs> Tell me what you think. You're no. on a podcast now. <laughs> Not a date. I. I mean, I guess I have to tell them usually I don't eat meat because of environmental re- reasons. And then they go. Ooh. and they're like Ooh. oh my god there's a steak like are you scared of it and i'm like excuse me i'm argentinian i'm not scared of steak i love meat but i choose for the planet for you yes for you sir i think that's a really good point to say it's for the planet yeah i do I'll, like even if you're vegan out there yeah just say it's for the planet and research why it's for the planet if you don't know if you're just doing it for health reasons amazing but learn about how it's actually really good for the planet as well yeah oh and there's another motivator right there like if you need another motivator that's more instant health like if you're like the food you eat eating vegetables is like the biggest correlation with good health so each day like all right are we good (laughs) should we also every time that you use (laughs) (laughs) i see you say it I say you say it because every it's time you see a plastic bag, let me tell you a story. <laughs> I was looking around this beautiful beach town, gorgeous. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is so pretty. Look to my left. There is essentially what I would describe as miniature garbage island of plastic bags. These garbage islands. Man. And I, I there's was about seven in the Pacific. Right now. I was so sad. And now every time I see a plastic bag. I think about how that stays on the earth for literally ever or goes into our water, then gets into our fish that we eat or that water we drink, the microplastics. So 
it literally doesn't go away. So just don't use them. Like, honestly, you could catch me walking home with shit in my hands about to fall out because I'd rather that than use a plastic bag. So that's an easy one. There we go. Also masks. Masks. Before I came over here to record the podcast, I was behind a van and I saw someone threw the mask out of the the van on this busy highway type road yeah and just drove off what happens to that mask it doesn't ever that's the thing that, let's let's talk through what the mask would be right now <laughs> start to finish <laughs> the mask would probably still be on the road smushed by cars smushed by cars <laughs> raccoon eats it poops it out still on the road after that yeah what a thousand now, years though? later thousand years on later the road the world is burned <laughs> it's still on the road still it the world is on fire the mask is still on the road <laughs> it's not like other masks it's made out of some sort of gold like it's been able to withstand temperatures. It, was, it was a special type of mask i didn't tell you guys this but <laughs> it was not a medical mask Special golden <laughs> oh my god i'm dead oh. all right everybody um <laughs> in conclusion be your best in environmentalism tell people that's not the that right you're word. interested in the environment the best environmentalist is the environmentalist that does something if everyone did one change we had nine billion changes on this earth is there nine billion people on the earth We'll have to do a fact check. <laughs> Everyone did one change. Nine billion changes, it adds up, okay? So just do it. Let's get nine billion changes going, everybody. All right. Okay, it's time to go. Goodbye. Love you all. Say bye. High five. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>